0: Extra
1: Cooler
0: Show Welcome back to episode 11 of The Extra Cooler Show. I'm Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler, and I am joined by Jim, Mike, and Matt. Extra Cooler's road to WrestleMania comes to a conclusion this week as we break down a match that stole the show at WrestleMania. Our definition of a show stealer is pretty simple, and I think most would agree. It's a match that is better than the build main event and better than the match that closed out the showcase of the Immortals. I'm very excited because you, the voters, picked a WrestleMania that Jim and I attended together. Our homework for this week's episode is from the Sky Dome in Toronto. WrestleMania 18, the show stealer, icon versus icon, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. After our homework, Matt's giving some extra credit where we let you know what we're looking forward to most at this weekend's WrestleMania. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at ExtraCooler and Twitter at ExtraCooler Show. Over on Twitter, Mike's been running a March Madness Brackets choose the best entrance music in all of wrestling. And we are down from 128 themes to the Sweet 16. So uh, I don't know, guys, I I, I see some upsets I'm I'm a little disappointed about. You
2: know, it was heartbreak city for me today or yesterday, whenever it was, when uh, the Cinderella story of Repo Man came to an end.
3: Oh, Um, yeah, that was yesterday, I believe.
2: It was a heartbreaking finish for the mid-major Repo Man.
3: (laughs) Uh, Repo Man was pulling a... uh... Valparaiso. Yes. <laughs>
0: <from the laughs> yeah. So, so head over to the
3: Twitter at extra cooler show to help crown the winner. We got uh, some exciting matchups too coming up. Uh, yeah. Brood who's that? actually the brood actually is upsetting stone cold, Steve Austin's whoa, music. Whoa. And uh, that's oh. pretty crazy. Brood is about to face uh, Chris Jericho in this week. 16. Oh mm-hmm. man, That's hot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh uh, what I found really bogus, though, was Christian's uh, solo music, which is at WrestleMania 18. Um, it's going to be get, getting beat down by uh, Cena's music. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's rough.
2: LOL, Cena wins.
0: That's how yeah. it <laughs> yep, yep. Awesome. So, guys, head over to at extra cooler show and help crown the winner. Uh, over the weekend, I used the Pod Foundation chalk line code PF10 and save 10% on these beautiful ravishing Rick Rude shorts. Uh, I am so happy that I got these things. I just just can't wait for it to be warm so I can wear them on a regular basis.
2: Yeah, I, I use the uh, the 10% off code as well for Chalkline, the, the, the Pod Foundation code, and I have the WrestleMania X8 shorts, which is, of course, the event we're covering right now. I'm very excited. I'm wearing them at this moment, and uh, I couldn't be happier because I did not buy the official T-shirt
0: at the event, but I have these shorts, so that works. <laughs> So again, uh, first of all, make sure you're following the Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Foundation, and be sure to use our code at at Chalkline, PF10, save 10%.
3: Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday,
1: we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern, available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right. So,
0: uh, what's in the cooler? I am not drinking, uh, some Canadian Molson beer like stone cold at WrestleMania 18. Um, instead I am drinking a nugget nectar. Uh, Matt was drinking this a few episodes ago and it inspired me to go out and grab some. And I'm actually on my last can.
2: We definitely have some podcast uh, favorites apparently, right? Nugget nectar, other half sloop. Um, I went out of the wheelhouse, the normal wheelhouse. Uh, I was on vacation last week down in South Carolina. I brought home some beers. This one is from Charleston, South Carolina by Revelry Brewing. It's called Scooter Money. It's a 9% uh, double dry hopped hazy IPA. And there's a naked man riding a scooter on the cover. So that's uh, (laughs) on the the label. So that's fun. It's a good beer. I'm a fan of a change up and, uh, you know, Nick, you brought up a great point. I wish I did have some Molson uh, Canadian because that was that was the jam.
0: Remember the little slogans on yeah the you guys had them like yes. lining your college house. Yes,
2: our college house was basically a giant recycling bin. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> what are you guys drinking? All right, what's in my cooler? You ask. I got from Pipeworks, which is in Chicago, Illinois. Actually, one of my favorites, my favorite beer possibly of all time, is uh, the Lizard King. This is Lizard King versus the Cryo. This is the first time I'm trying it, and it's almost as good as Lizard King, but uh, it's pretty pretty delicious itself.
1: Their can art is always really
3: yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Sick.
1: For me this week, I am taking some inspiration from our Pod Foundation brethren and the last chick Foley show. Seth uh, actually had some local brews from us down in, down his way. So I was surprised to hear that Sloop Brewery up here in uh, Hopewell Junction, which is only a few, few miles in between Mike and I, which is, uh, you know, kind of a midway stopping point for us hanging out. They had their flagship beer juice bomb and I reached into the fridge and had to grab one for myself today. So a nice hazy New England IPA, six and a half percent. And, uh, Seth, thanks for your inspiration. And I'm part of the, the Juice Mafia as they've been talking about on their uh, their social medias lately. So cheers, fellas. The Juice Mafia. I like that. That's great. I like it. I think it's good. It's perfect. check out the Pyramid Wrestling Podcast. Each week, we dive deep into all things wrestling action figures. From AEW Unrivaled, WWE Mattel Elite, our childhood WWF, WCW, ECW collections, and more, you can also find Pyramid Wrestling on YouTube. That's Pyramid Wrestling, available everywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: All right, here we are at the show stealer, WrestleMania 18, or... X8, however you want to call it. Uh, Hollywood Hogan versus The Rock. I am so glad uh, that this match won. As I said earlier, Jim and I attended this with, with three of his friends from college. Uh, I took the trip up from SUNY Oneonta to, to Buffalo, and then we, we went up to Toronto. And, man, I don't want to spend too much time talking about our experience in Toronto because I don't think too many people want to hear about it. But we went to Access on Saturday and it was it was cooler than any other access I've ever seen, uh, probably because it was in the, the early stages of it. But here we are Sunday. Let's talk a little bit about Hogan versus Rock. So uh, first, how did we get here? The NWO arrived in WWF in January of 2002 after the Royal Rumble. Uh, so when you think about it, the build was kind of uh, a pretty short. It's funny nowadays. Everybody says, especially myself, how we want a bigger build to these matches. And really, uh, this pay per view was actually on St. Patrick's Day, so they only had about a month that they built this match, um, which is pretty crazy. Um, this is this is a while after WWF invaded WCW and and bought them. Uh, Hogan, Hall, and Nash didn't come over during the original purchase of WCW. Um, there was an interest in both sides from what I've read and heard, uh, and it made more sense contractually for those three guys to just stay at home and collect their millions. So here we are, talks have continued, and they are, they are signed with WWS. Before we even talk about Hogan versus Rock, uh, one thing that I think everybody always has to think of, and you can't talk about this match and not think about it. What would have happened if it was Hogan versus Austin instead of Hogan versus Rock? How would that have played out? Would it have played out the same way? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so because Rock had heat. He was able to pull it out when he needed to.
3: Yeah. Um, I, I think as far as uh, the crowd goes, I think Austin would, would stay the, the crowd favorite and Hogan would be, would have the heel heat instead of the Rock, you know, people's booing the rock and cheering Hogan.
0: It would be super interesting. No, it's uh, it's definitely something that I always think of uh, because in my eyes, Austin was, was a little bit bigger of the star and this was kind of coming to the tail end. He always felt older um, than the rock cause he was. Um, so it's, it's pretty interesting to think about. So this storyline between rock and Hogan, again, like I said earlier, it, it came on pretty fast. So it started because uh, at the time, Vince McMahon and uh, Ric Flair were co-owners, on-screen co-owners of the WWF. And on Raw, Vince was trying to buy back the rest of the company from Flair. And uh, the glass shatters. Austin comes out as Flair's about to sign over his share in the company. And Austin convinces him not to. Stunners, beer, et cetera, et cetera. The usual happens. So Vince is not happy with this, obviously. Uh, It leads to one of the most classic backstage promos a few weeks later to end Raw, where he was going to kill what he created and inject a lethal dose of poison into the (laughs) WWF. Uh, And then he turns around and you see NWO spray painted on the back of his chair in the reflection of a mirror. So think about that for a second. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe it's just my creative mind working, they had to write NWO <laughs> backwards on the back of his chair so that it reflected the correct way
3: in the mirror. Or maybe they were channeling one warrior nation. <laughs> you know, that's possible mistake. too. Like, oh, no. Yes, it was a mistake.
2: Very perceptive, Nick. I like that uh, you also delivered the lethal dose of poison <laughs> line as it should. I feel like I've heard you say that a hundred times through the years, Maybe least. more. Yeah, maybe more, but it's, is that one of the best promos of all time? I mean, it, that's up there for like with the dusty roads, hard times. That's, yeah. probably, like, that's probably like sacrilege to say, but I, I don't know. It's, the, it's
3: so good so over the yeah. top too so
2: oh he's he and i wonder do you think mcmahon did that in one take or is that like were there multiple takes oh, i don't I know think
3: one i think one <laughs> yeah one he like
2: he knew right like he went in yeah he did it and that was
3: like mm,
2: I'm, <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of that like gravel voice stuff it's so good and it's less than two minutes i think right but it's perfect
1: I feel like Vince is a one-take monster. He just I think comes so. in, bangs out what he needs to do and says, yeah, <laughs> yeah. struts out on the way with the, with the McMahon. Walk. That's how you do it. <laughs>
2: huh? Yeah, he definitely, if he had a mic, he would have like dropped it. right Totally. There.
0: Yes. Another thing I found interesting and I've heard it a few times is that, that Jericho had pitched that he believed this match should have went on last. Um, and I, I, I tinkered with should i tell you guys that before the match or after the match and i think before is the appropriate time because jericho was 100 right um and we'll get there but uh this match definitely should have ended the match it was hogan's first time back his first match back since since king of the ring right after wrestlemania 9 which we just covered mm-hmm. in in our previous episode so uh
2: yeah, I have read the same thing that you did that Jericho like went around petitioning to to flip the matches at the very least or like at least get um, him and Triple H out of the main event spot. But of course, from what I read, according to Mike Chioda, I think it was um, Triple H kind of resented being bumped out of the main event spot with, right. his, with the championship on the line understandable with it being triple H. I think that adds like a layer of, you know, F triple H kind of, thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, but it, it, makes sense. Cause I think if you watch, we rewatched there's two matches after it, like the next match is the women's title match, which the oh. crowd is, the crowd is like, <laughs> they're ready to leave. <laughs> yeah, there's jazz we were ready comes, to leave. Yeah. Jazz comes out first. And you can't hear anything. Nobody cares, <laughs> but that, but it continues. The crowd is so wasted from, Hogan rock that they can't even get up for Jericho triple H, which at the time, like on paper, that was a, a banger.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about it, but you know, going back to that, I, I remember feeling exhausted by the end of this match. Because, open, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we'll get to that. Pre-match interviews early, not right before the the match, but earlier in the, the card rock has one of the best uh, pre-match interviews man it's it's so good it's four minutes and i hated coach but i loved rock and his interaction with a guy like coach and he just rips him throughout the four minutes <laughs> he, he he puts over hogan throughout the entire thing he talks about how much of a legend he is and he even starts using the hulks are classic lines he asks coach uh, if he ate his vitamins, says yes, and then he asks him to, uh, if he said his prayers, and and coach admits that he didn't say his prayers, so he tells him to get down on his knees, and uh, <laughs> in such classic coach fashion, he he delivers a "What up, G," and it just it. it this guy is such a heat magnet when he <laughs> arrives because he's he's just, he's got that mounty face yeah. that we talked about. He's kind <laughs> of dorky. Punchable. Yeah. You know?
3: yeah.
2: Oh, it's, man. Yeah, it makes you cringe. It gives you uh, one of Nick's favorite terms, secondhand embarrassment. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Rock <laughs> lights up when he hears it, right? He's like, oh, <laughs> gee.
0: Yeah. he kicks him out. He kicks him out of the interview. He, well,
2: Rock goes, what? He goes, what in the
0: blue hell is wrong? with you yeah. so
2: good and he, i think he calls him a sick freak there yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. sick freak kicks him out he, he's throwing out all these these classic lines uh you know reach down in your your hulka stomach and your grab your hulka strudel and uh promo ends with rock mimicking hulk's catchphrases He rips off the shirt and his music plays uh great interview You know, make sure you go back. Peacock's a little glitchy, a little hard to uh, rewind and fast forward if you're on the Apple TV like I am. Um, But but figure out a way to watch that before you watch this match. So one of the first interactions that the NWO has with anybody in the company is is with Austin backstage and uh, it's at a Raw and they decide that they're going to give him beer. They give him a six pack, and it's classic like Hall banter, and and Austin just takes a beer. Oh, you're gonna—it's their prime what era, by the way. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna give me beer? What? <laughs> and he just tosses it over his shoulder. So that's good one to find. We'll we'll drop that on, on Twitter. But everybody has to know about uh, I think collectively our one of our favorite backstage promos during this era, and it's when uh, the NWO goes and meets Rock after a match on Raw they come back there and, and Hogan's got his little disposable camera that he's cranking <laughs> up. And he, he says, Hey, you're my, son, my son's favorite wrestler. And he, he wants him to take a picture with him. So he does. And, and, uh, what does Hogan the say? Yeah, oh, picture with the rock, <laughs> but no, he takes a picture with him, and then Hogan like, says something even. under his breath. Right, right, and oh, what was that? And and he delivers some of the most classic lines. Who does he go to? Scott Hall first. Yeah, hey, Chico. Reza, Reza. Chico. <laughs> the best part about it, and you have to watch it, is him mimicking. Uh, Kevin Nash and he is, you big daddy cool. And the face he makes during <laughs> it is is perfect.
2: It's all about the face when he's tugging on the the
0: truck yep. mark. It's the best.
2: <laughs> it's maybe my favorite Rocky moment of all time.
0: He goes on to uh to Hogan and it, it just sets the stage. You know this is gonna happen. You know he's going to go up against one of these guys uh, somewhere along the line. And
2: you think that that's that's the big thing right is that we t- you talked about earlier where it could have been hogan versus austin but like hogan rock is just perfect, yes right oh 100% does does hogan austin mesh as well i don't i don't think so And i think to mike's point earlier like maybe the crowd is confused about who to cheer for there maybe they would still go for hogan i kind of disagree with what he said before but i think they would be much more conflicted about uh, cheering for someone as a definitely
3: to, uh, definitely at least more conflicted at, at yeah, least
2: it's, exactly yeah so it's it's just like rocky and hogan it's like they bill it it's icon versus icon not to say austin's not an icon but it's these two larger than life like godzilla versus king
3: Kong basically rocky was easier to boo at the time i think
2: true he had hollow
1: hollywood aspirations already you could tell even though he's not hollywood hogan so think about hogan and austin in the ring stylistically though like right would, would Hogan be able to take a stunner? Would Hogan be able to take no. a Luthez press? I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're, that's exactly it, though. You're right. So on top of that, if we get Austin and Hogan, we don't get the best sell job of a stunner of all time with Scott Hall, like, floating Absolutely. the <laughs> I, <you> <laughs> know, <laughs> Yeah, the gif of
2: <laughs> Hall floating into the atmosphere, right?
0: <laughs> the funny part is, is that right before he hits that stunner, Austin takes a stunner from Scott yeah. Hall yeah. and, and he just drops like dead weight right after it. Yes. to hit two stunners on Nash to get that, that high jump. And
2: yeah. We're digressing a bit, but I think that I almost, I blame Austin. I think that Austin Hall match on paper is incredible and it, it's good, but it doesn't quite live up to where it could be because I don't think Austin's heart is into it. This is when he was jumping in and out when he was kind of disappointed with where yeah. his char-
0: character was. And he'll admit that a lot in interviews now um, that I've heard. And actually, uh, one of the other things I heard, part of the reason why they didn't do Austin and Hogan is because neither of them would agree to sell to the other one uh, and and job out. So pretty interesting there. Super interesting. Um, All right, so right before the video package uh, to preview this match, we see Hall and Nash backstage as, as Hall is defending his loss to Stone Cold. And they're joined by Hogan, who's holding his boas in hand. And he tells them, uh, basically, stay back here. I don't want your help. And this kind of plants the seeds to what we're about to see. Cut to the video package, which highlights the feud leading up to WrestleMania. Man, these these packages and video promos are, are at a peak in the early 2000s, if you ask me. This one is so good. It doesn't have the, the music. And I know I say that often, that it's so good. But... It tells the exact story that I just rambled on about. (laughs) Um, If you watch that package. It doesn't have the music.
2: I watched the DVD the dvd it might have
0: music but it doesn't yeah. have like that classic like Yo, that uh,
2: the Chinese you know like stuff, I no know but like
0: name. i feel like they always had like uh like some corny oh, like, like rock band like, yeah, like
2: well no yeah because it comes on the heels of the limp biscuit uh right. my way or my the way. way from the right. previous year right um, but, but yeah this this promo is incredible i mean it inv- there's a mac truck dr- hitting a, a ambulance i mean
0: it's yeah Hogan I watched an interview with Hogan recently it was actually from last year where he was talking about the match and uh, he was like you know I was trying to do everything to solidify myself as the heel in the match leading up to it you know I was you know run hitting rock with a hammer in the back of the head and I ran him over with an 18 wheeler and then I backtracked and then I hit him again with the 18 wheeler and let's face it nobody would have survived that we had to pull rock out of the ambulance and I'm sitting there I'm like hogan who actually believes that the rock was in that ambulance when you hit him you dope oh Uh, oh, hogan oh hogan i just love the the line where he in the video package where he challenges him and rock and he said something about it would be my pleasure and rock is not as much as you brother brother." oh it's so good
2: (laughs) rock bottom watching um going back and watching this in that line right there is when I'm like, Oh baby, I am so
0: into this. I am so excited. I know there's not a lot of rock fans. Like some people like, you know, I guess they don't appreciate him, Don't like him for whatever reason, but the promos that the guy has cut over his career are are classic. Even some of the more recent ones when he's come back and cut them, they still make me laugh.
3: I was a huge rock fan actually from even when he was in nation of uh, imagination way back in the day.
2: <laughs> in the uh the, in the promo my favorite part is um hogan like he, like you said he's doing all this great heel work and uh it shows the one shot of him where he, he's backing away with Hall Nash. He does that face I, like i wish you guys could see the face oh yeah me. it's like that like head down kissy face thing yes <laughs> yeah. this is like a late i guess it was he brought it about in wcw but like i love the hogan heel work <laughs> and, there, like, face. and he's right like he's doing such great heel work for pretty this, sure like, there's a
3: gif of that oh definitely oh totally yeah.
2: uh, and for this to turn like so 180 in toronto like from what uh, they tried to do is amazing
0: yeah yeah so let's let's cut to it uh the the real main event of the car the show stealer and the black and white nwo entrance happens no yes we were there but things did not actually turn black and white in, in front of our eyes just in case you were wondering correct
2: correct me if i'm wrong though did they do something with the entranceway was there like some yes. sort of light
0: lighting there yeah. was lighting okay yes yeah but no definitely lighting that like affected it maybe like some sort of strobes but um, that but gave that- but
2: to your point, though, the entire arena didn't turn into an aha video, right? Like, the, uh, take on me. Like, <laughs> no, you, I didn't look look to my side and oh, sh- Nick's, uh, uh, yeah. Nick's black and white. No, no, but yeah, it was. But it was awesome.
3: This was a question posed to uh, Mr. Extra Cooler by one of our friends, actually. So <laughs> that's where this comes from.
2: Yeah.
0: So, like during this entrance, and when you watch it back, you can feel the the building the Sky Dome starting to tremble. You see as Hogan comes down and he kind of like looks at the crowd and he realizes that he's not getting booed like he thought he should have. And, mm-hmm. and knowing Hogan, he he probably would tell you right now that like, I knew I was going to get cheered, cheer, brother. Yeah, uh, yeah. I could have told you that was going to happen, brother. <laughs> yes. um, but, uh, you know, it's interesting because Hogan, who's supposed to be the heel, is starting to get a pop. He comes, and, to uh, he
2: comes down to, let's be specific here, he comes down I, to the NWO music. Right? Yeah, bogus.
0: I would have loved Voodoo Child here. Right, right. Vince Voting. probably wasn't willing to pay, I, pay the I'm rights. I'm not paying Jimi Hendrix. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Hogan's in the ring, and uh, right before Rock's music hits and we're hearing the tail end of Hogan, JR is constantly referring to the Rock as the future of the WWF, <laughs> Right. Meanwhile, it's WrestleMania 18. Rock right. has been around since WrestleMania 13. That was his first WrestleMania. He's been there for every WrestleMania from 13 through 18. All right. He main evented the last three, right? 15, 16, 17 with Stone Cold. Yeah, he's uh, right?
2: at least the present.
0: Yes. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is Jr. Come on, man. He's only around for 18, 19, and 20, and then he goes away. So to call him the future, I mean, the guy's been around a while. He's and it's not like he hasn't been main eventing. Uh, I just thought that was interesting because it's not something that I, I remember them saying as much as JR did in the beginning of this match. And as soon as The Rock's music hits, that's when you really knew the crowd was turning because the boos start right away. And I'm pretty sure I was in that crowd and I was booing <laughs> for The Rock uh, because, again, we, we, I wasn't so mad about WrestleMania 8 or WrestleMania 9, Hogan. And Hogan in wcw uh, when he turned and created the NWO, that was pretty awesome um it was so easy to get caught up in it too like even i don't
2: remember oh totally nostalgia effect yeah i don't don't know what my mindset was going into it but like the emotion in that place like it was easy to get swept up and go and you know covering this we're coming off of wrestlemania 9 which i was really hating on hogan for but like I guarantee you in this arena, I was standing at my feet oh, totally. Hogan, all, all in. It's only nine years later. Like when we were that age, that felt like a long time. It's not a super long time, but like, right. It was a long time because oh, you totally. lived through the, like the super rise of WCW and the complete collapse of it. And now Hogan's back. And it was, what a time. Right. And, and was, we
0: went, uh, we went from elementary school to college in that period. So exactly. yeah, that's a lot a huge growing point in our it, lives.
1: Exactly. Did any of you guys see Hogan
0: at a live event before this? Nope. No, he was never at any of them. Exactly. So
1: this is the first time that you're experiencing Hulk Hogan in whatever form he's at. And it was appropriate for the time in 2002. No, totally. You guys are in college and all of us are in college at this point, but um and I think for our generation, too, it, it's, right. it's like peak nostalgia for your childhood. Like when you're in college, you're like, oh, man, the old, you know, yes. like, oh, Hulkamania, you know? Right. right. Yes. And between childhood and and just a couple of years ago with the whole NWO run. So it yeah. makes sense that this crowd is reacting this way. We, we can't
2: discount the fact that this is in Toronto. It's in Canada, period. I don't know if this is the same crowd, if it's in New York even or Chicago no. or... I don't think so. Wherever you know, like people travel for WrestleMania, but it's definitely a majority Canadian crowd. And imagine
3: you know. this WrestleMania was in Las Vegas with togas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <I'd> or <rather> not.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so, like, as you as you watch this match and you see Hogan come out and you see Rock come out, both of them as they're walking down the entrance ramp, I was glued to their expressions because you could see as the two of them were were pretty much like, oh shit. And they realized what was happening. Um, They knew something special was happening and they knew that they were going to have to work on the fly tonight because, you know, we get in the ring, bell rings, they lock up and they go back and forth, back and forth. And Hogan tosses rock after the initial lockup and the crowd goes crazy. Uh, And and that's when they knew, boom, there's the switch. Uh, It's
2: it's. That moment is magic, I think, where and he flexes, right? Yes. And the yes. crowd goes off. I think and I think yeah. that's when we were in that crowd and we knew we're like, oh man, this is like, yeah, this is a big yeah. deal. And it's it's like um I don't think anyone's ever gonna confuse Hogan or Rocky of being, you know, like these technical wrestlers. No, are, not you at know. All. But but they are professional wrestlers, right? And they're yes. Two, they're masters at working the crowd and doing what they do, right? That's
3: what they're best at, yeah.
2: In the WF model, especially, right? And what they're doing here is like, it is, they figure it out in a second, like what the crowd is and it's artistry from there on, right? It, like my comparison here is an arena rock band that like knows how to own this giant crowd. Where like maybe they don't get like that street cred of like the cool band. You know what I mean? That like writes right. their own, you know, like whatever. But like this, these guys understand the crowd and they know what to do to work the crowd. And man, this is magic from the flex right there. It is magic.
0: Yeah, he even throws in the old just bring it. And he's, I, I heard him in an interview about a year ago. And he said uh, he threw that just bring it in there kind of to throw heel work because that's like you know a heels move to to mimic the other guy's move set
3: like it says just bring it mf <laughs> you
1: Actually. could be right i was trying to read the lips so you guys jumped ahead a little bit we we have to talk about this stare down of stare downs man oh, yeah. like this is hogan andre level stare down in the middle of the ring mm-hmm. and man they play into it at one point you can see rock like mouth something. I couldn't tell you what it is. Cause he's trying to like barely say it out of the corner of his mouth, but that's right before they start that little turn. Yeah. Where, opposite. Yeah. Each of them look the opposite way. I love and that. It, it, it was just watching this moment. I felt like being in the crowd and you guys could probably tell me that like, that's like the volcano starting to erupt yes. at that point. So, it's-
0: so supposedly again, I, I recently watched an interview And it's it's a bizarre interview. It's like Hogan sitting on his back porch during covid and he's constantly playing with his bandana for 15 minutes. Um, But he's talking about this match and and uh, he's talking about this match after uh, Rock had done like an Instagram live video about it. And Hogan claims that during the back and forth. So if you're the back and forth shows them both looking in opposite directions at the crowd. So they're never looking at the same area. So apparently when Hogan has his back to the camera, he looks over to the crowd and and he claimed that he gave them a big smile to set the crowd off. And I think that's when he turns back and Rock kind of mouths something to him. So I apologize for not bringing that up earlier. Um,
2: that was, that's a continuation of their initial promo, right? Like on when they meet face to face on yes. Raw, or whenever it was like, it's the same. They do that on raw and uh, this would picked it up. Picked up. Yeah. I, I timed
0: that. That went over, went over uh two and a half minutes, that back and forth stare down. Whoa, uh, really? So that's pretty crazy to hold a yeah. crowd for that long.
2: Um, we were, they. That's I mean. They're masters, man. They're painting. Yeah. They're, they knew what they're doing.
0: Yeah. So, So back to it, you know, Hogan, after the lockup, tosses rock, he gets the pop rock, then gets his first offensive move in. And that's when the booze come. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when, if you didn't realize it, when you were there, if you didn't realize it the first time you watched it, whether it was live or after that's when we've got to split everybody is on Hogan's side and everybody is back on the uh, Rocky sucks side. So watching this match, everybody always dumps on Hogan for not being a great wrestler, not, you know, his move set is very lacking. But the heel Hogan work is such good heel work, in my opinion. He's such a better heel than a face when you think about it. The ring gear, Hollywood Hogan ring gear, Right, forget the Boas, Boas or whatever, but but the classic Hollywood Hogan black shirt with the airbrushed pants and the airbrushed white boots with the blue flames on them uh, and the lightning bolts down the pants. Oh, yeah, that lightning is, bolts. That mixed with, right? Mixed with his leathered skin and that, that hair. Is, oh, yeah. It's it's, it's perfect. Skin he, of a hot dog. <laughs>
2: I, I love that he's still... He's been working the horseshoe long hair, which is like what the Caldor of haircuts, right? Like, <laughs> I, does, do you know anyone? <laughs> do you know anyone else that has had that hair? Like, if you saw someone walking down the street coming at you with that haircut, you would cross the other side of the street. <laughs> yeah. But, but for Hulk Hogan, it works.
0: Oh, and the fact that he starts the match with the bandana on is, yeah. <laughs> is just too classic.
1: <laughs> The most mage thing about his uh, look here, to me, has always been that just-for-men beard yeah. with the <laughs> Love blonde it. mustache. Just to give you that nostalgia of I'm still Hulk Hogan, brother. I think it's amazing. Hogan is old here, right? Or clearly, right?
2: And WWF had made fun of this. Going back, what at least WrestleMania 12 is when they're really doing the huckster thing, right? Yeah. But but I think as a wrestling fan at this point, you were like, all right, whatever. You got used to it, right? And that's what the story was. And you know what? I don't think he looks that bad here. Aside from no, he's got got the warrior steroid nipples that we've
0: talked about (laughs) on this podcast before. (laughs) But he's but he uh but he looks like he's in better shape than than Hall and Nash, in my opinion. Wow. Physically, I mean, skin, yeah, but. I guess taking in what you know about their age and, and what they've done and what they've been through. He looks, he looks pumped up and yeah. uh, it, he looks like he's in better shape. I mean, the guy can't move. He, he's you could tell he he's stiff. on like, his, <laughs> yeah. his, you know, his a hip surgery.
2: But I love you. Like you said, he does, he does the Hollywood Hogan heel work. And yes, He chokes Rocky with a string, which is like he finally gets his revenge for WrestleMania Nine when Money Inc was choking him with that string. Nice job, love that.
0: that. (laughs) He's also got the the I love the scratch of the back, total heel move. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just it's great heel work. Um, And and like we said, of course, this match is never going to be on anyone's list for best wrestling match. But the crowd is so hot from beginning throughout it. It makes it. such a show stealer.
3: I love it. When he's got him in a headlock, he's like, ask him, ask him.
2: (laughs) There's a point where Rocky is just punching Hogan and he's getting booed for each of these punches. Right. Then Hogan kind of reverses it, sends him to the ropes and just flings him out of the ring. And the crowd, as much as it went nuts for like Hogan flexing earlier, the crowd explodes. Right. And I, I can remember at that point in Toronto, you really realize what this match is and like what the crowd is and the moment you're in living right there and you just go with it. It, to me, it reminds me of like, if you're a sports fan in baseball in particular, if you're watching your team in the playoffs, like baseball playoffs are very different. Like every pitch matters, right? Like as opposed to regular season where it's like, whatever. <laughs> this match was like that, like every move we yeah. were living and dying with. And it was, it was emotional. The crowd was so invested and it's,
0: it's, we stood the entire time. Like the from, entire entrance, time. Yep. from the entrance to the end of this match, we stood the entire time.
2: Yeah. And it's funny, you listening to it on TV, when you're watching, going back and watching you, you hear Ross and Lawler and you don't need them. Sure. They add no. to it on TV, but like you don't need them for this match. And like, that's a
0: really special thing. We get back in the ring after that, you know, they do a lot of outside work, um, but they're back in the ring and Hogan throws rock into the ref, Mike Kyoto. And at this point, it's the ref's knocked out cold, and it's all Rock on offense. This is when the Rock applies the sharpshooter to Hogan. Uh, don't bring him up. Don't anybody bring him up. Don't anybody <laughs> bring him up. Please don't bring him up. Please don't bring him up. Uh, so the, the sharpshooter's applied, and, and and no, and and Hogan cannot. He he can't get out of this. It's he crawls to the ropes, grabs the the rope, and he eventually taps while the ref is out. So here's when the Rocky sucks chance to start again. Hogan, this is all while Mike Kyoto's knocked out cold. Hogan delivers a low blow, adds insult to injury, and hits the rock with his own finisher, the rock bottom. Huge pop
1: Uh, after the rock bottom. Oh, totally.
0: (laughs) Totally. Uh, And and
2: plus you see, I don't know if, anyone knows this junkyard dog or Jerome Williams, who was on the Raptors at the times of NBA player goes crazy in the front row for like that (laughs) rock bomb. He's a future Nick, but like, it's great. You got to watch that. He's wearing it. He's a huge man. He's wearing a long white t-shirt and he just goes nuts (laughs) for, for Hogan. Like man, (laughs) another thing I missed.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I watched this match twice. (laughs) Oh, man. So uh, rock kicks out of that rock bottom and Hogan proceeds to to whip him with with his white belt that he wears, which I never understood how that could be comfortable wrestling with that, even if you don't take bumps that well like Hogan. Um, but that wrestling with this big white workout belt just does not look comfortable. But anyway, he, he's whipping him uh, with it. And the tables eventually turn and the rock starts using the belt on Hogan. The booze somehow managed to get even louder for rock when he's, he's taken out Hogan and rock then manages to pick Hogan up hits the rock bottom. And I, I don't know if anybody else caught this, but it's literally like one and then hit, the ref's hand doesn't even get down for two and Hogan kicks out. It's a, it's a one count. Oh my gosh. It, it was so bad. Um, I think that's just Hogan showing his age and and not kind of knowing, you know, if he could kick out at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, better, um, I better start this early, brother. Yeah, so exactly. like in the match, in the match, Hogan's holding his ribs quite a bit, and especially at the end of the match. Supposedly the story goes that his match before this on Raw, maybe the week before, two weeks before, he faced Rikishi. And I guess he told he told Rikishi that he wanted to take a stink face. Hogan. Yeah. And he he was in the corner and he looked over because his kids, Nick and Brooke, were in the front row and he looked over and he didn't have enough time to put his arms in place to support the, the stink face that Rikishi <laughs> apparently cracked his whi- ribs on that. So that's the story from Hogan's mouth. So t- take it t- for what it's worth. Oh, Extra cooler
2: teacher. Can you please assign us Rikishi <laughs> versus Hulk Hogan? <laughs> this, this homework. I forgot that existed. That's right. You know, it's gone down the memory hole somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so back to, so maybe that's why Hogan kicked out early. He didn't know if he, you know, he could get through it. So, again, Hogan kicks out of that rock bottom before two count. We've referenced that the building was trembling. It was shaking. It was moving. It was loud. Um, but at this point, this is where, in my opinion, the roof is completely blown off the sky. Unreal. Unreal. Uh, Hogan lands a big boot, drops the the leg drop on the rock. And I can remember so clearly that the building is is just shaking i've been to so many wrestling events in my lifetime and so many sporting events nfl games mlb Just, games yeah so many concerts i don't remember a building ever feeling the way that it felt at this moment i'm with you on that it starts with the
2: with him hulking up it builds and then it's like the crescendo with a big boot and the leg drop in the place the roof came off the sky
0: yeah And then and then to add fuel to the fire, the the crowd cannot believe none of us could believe that rock kicked out of of the leg drop Mm -hmm. Um, and everything starts to speed up. It feels like everything like, whoa, I don't remember everything happening so fast. Uh, Hogan hits another big boot rocks on the ground and he goes for the leg drop and and rock rolls out to avoid the leg drop. That's where we get back to back rock bottoms and the crowd is booing so loud as the rock goes for the people's elbow, which is probably one of my least favorite moves in the history of finishers. And the best part about this is, is that he goes, you know, across the ring, it's the people's elbow, and Hogan gives us what he almost forgot to give us, and that's the fish out of water. So he hits the people's <laughs> elbow, we get the fish out of water, and then the rock pins him one, two, three, matches over. Mm. Um, oh, man, the, the let me tell you, if you didn't pick up on this while you were listening and watching the match, I can tell you as someone who was there for it, the crowd, none of us gave a shit who, who won this match. Nobody cared. Everybody was standing from beginning to end. We we all knew in that moment what we witnessed was an instant classic and probably one of the top five moments in wrestling.
1: hmm JR even says it on commentary immediately. That was a match for the ages. What an emotional ride. And I feel like for every person in the crowd, that's that was like the perfect explanation for it.
0: Yeah, I kind of like every time someone posts something about this match, I always feel the need to chime in and be obnoxious and say how we were there because it's literally like. It feels like my claim to fame of, of things I've witnessed in wrestling.
2: It is absolute bragging rights. You know who has the best bragging rights of being there, though, is the guy in the crowd. Whoever it is, it must have been a group of people They have that long of uh, a uh, photo of Hogan. Right. Like it's yeah. like the old school <laughs> yeah. photo and it it. Honestly, it adds so much to the match. It's right right down in the main yep. area. Right. Like it's iconic. And like, if I were that guy, he gets better bragging rights than us. We were yes. way up. We were way up. <laughs> oh in my gosh. Lead. Yeah. But that guy, like watching the match be like, yeah,
0: we, we added to that match. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. So, we, uh, we, I had, I have said it before. I had no voice by the end of this match. I yeah. remember being hoarse for the rest of the weekend in Toronto.
2: You know, it's so funny. You said, I forgot that it was St. Patrick's day. You said that, but like we right, broke sophomore, uh, students. Yeah. Sophomores. Yeah, I, I think I had like I had enough money that day just to buy like, I don't know, like a donut and Dunkin Donuts and a program at WrestleMania. It was St. Patrick's Day. I don't think I had a beer, which like is blasphemy to, at this point. But
0: like, I, I saved my money for for uh, the program, which features uh, Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton in the back of it and the WrestleMania 18 shirt, uh, which you can see on my Instagram feed. Uh, which i'm posting because i love it and i still have it and also what's probably even better than those two things unfortunately i do not have and i, I purchased it that day was my stacy keebler poster um i even if i still had that that would not be allowed to be hung in my house anywhere. <laughs>
2: that i know that adorned the walls of your college house for the next
3: it might it still like, be it might still be in oneonta right now <laughs> like,
2: that was like the shrine at oneonta oh era. man I so had like, i had one too in my dorm room i wasn't in oneonta <laughs> but i had one too
0: <laughs> classic so after the celebration rock's music finally stops hogan's you know Extends his hand for a handshake. He's been in the ring the whole time, giving the classic Hogan, like holding the ribs, thumbs up, pointing to the rock. They, they give a handshake and embrace, and uh, music comes on, rock leaves, the ring. Hogan stays in the ring, which the writing's on the wall that something else is about to happen, whether they're going to give him some sort of time in the ring or National Hall come out. They're like, what'd you do while you shaking his hand and beat Hogan down. Rock comes in to assist him and uh, he and the Hulkster clear the ring. Uh, Hulkamania is 100% back at this point and uh, Hogan goes to leave. But Rock, you know, Rock is so animated at this point. His hands are all over the place. And he's like pulling Hogan back in the ring, like double hands in the air, telling <laughs> Hogan what he needs to do. Uh, telling him he needs to, you know, signal the crowd with the, the I don't know, what would you call this thing? Hogan must the pose, Hogan, brother. He, yeah, right. <laughs> Hogan needed to pose, and uh, you know, we went bonkers.
2: You almost, th- like, Rocky's so animated, you almost think he's going to attack him, because he's, like, right.
0: constantly <laughs>
2: like with the expressions, right? Like... I like that oh. I like that um Ross Jim Ross calls this Hogan's I mean to go, just to go back to the loss uh, he calls it Hogan's Skydome Jinx. Yes. right cuz now he's Owen too right because of mm-hmm. uh, WrestleMania 6 with the Warrior which was another um kind, a similar match where like of course Hogan's a heel coming in here but the crowd treats him like a face where the WrestleMania 6 is face versus face right do you remember Matt you're the Warrior guy what's the crowd like for that match is it a 50-50 split I think it was 50 yeah, 50. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So it's different than this match,
0: definitely. It's yes, definitely, it's definitely not one sided.
2: Yeah. So it's funny. Hogan doesn't get the win, but the crowd kind of pays him back for uh, not being hulkamaniacs back then.
0: Yeah. So uh, at the end of the match, Hogan and Rock leave the ring together, pose at the top of the aisle, and boom, they cut right to the next uh, promo. How about um, how about this
1: though? So Rocky's music plays like four times, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: What what would the crowd have done if they played real American?
1: I know. Man, oh man. I was I was just thinking the same thing because I had written down that they played Rocky's music while um while Hogan is, is posing and posing. it's the fourth time that yeah. you're hearing yeah.
2: nah, nah,
0: yeah. Nah, nah, yeah. Like you know that. why you know why they they apparently like the whole match was a complete audible, which we yeah. were. We've already talked on and I think uh, I think it was appropriate because you needed to save it for when he's actually wearing the red and yellow, which um, the story goes that they made Hogan that night get on a plane, go back down to Florida get his red and yellow gear oh, wow. because apparently like no one was home. It's not even like they, he could have called his wife and then like <laughs> bring, bring me the red and yellow gear. <laughs> he had to go, get he him. had to go home and he had to get it to get back to wherever in Canada they were for raw the next night. Um, wow. And if oh, you recall, I, I, want raw, that, I
2: want that footage of him digging through. Right? This, <laughs> oh shit, brother. <laughs> like, Where'd
0: I where yeah. stick the yellow? Trunks? Right. Right. And you figure I got to, I, I keep meaning to go back and actually find that footage. To see what he's wearing, because it's got to be all WCW gear. Um, but also, the the crazy part is, is that raw the next night after he gets like a, a 17 minute standing ovation. <laughs> like, is it, just, is it, just where
2: is it? Is it in Toronto?
0: Honestly, I don't remember. It's somewhere yeah. in Canada. That's yeah. all I know. Um, but again, the crowd goes goes crazy. And it's 17 minutes of just like silence and them cheering for him. And he's in the red and he he comes out in the red and yellow. He does. Two real American. okay. Um, Okay. uh, And it's just, it's well suited. And uh, that's the end of of WrestleMania 18 for me. Um, Again, (laughs) we we were at the, we were at, The Sky Dome, and I remember not caring about the next match, which was a a triple threat female match, and then I didn't even care about Jericho, Triple H. Yeah. Um,
2: Even poor Trish Stratus comes out in the Maple Leaf uh, flag, and like how it's like they cheer, they give a half-hearted, but that's hard. It's hard to come back from that. That And she doesn't even
0: win that match, right? Jazz retains.
2: Is that what I don't? I believe she retains. I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell (laughs) you.
0: All right. So cans in the cooler. I'm stealing this one. I'm going first and I'm giving it a five out of five just because I was there. How could I give it anything lower? I had no voice by the end of it. It holds up every WrestleMania. I have to watch this match before WrestleMania. It's just, it's a, it's perfect. Uh, It's not, not the most like technical wrestling match. It's no, uh, you know, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, but the storytelling, the way they were able to switch. It's it's history. It's a show stealer. Five out I'm of go- five.
2: I'm gonna follow you up since I was there with you. My head wants to give it like a four point five and be a dick about it. But my heart says five. It's pro wrestling in a nutshell, man. It that's yep. all it's it's perfect, right? Like are they like I said before, are they the greatest technicians of all time? No,
1: but it is magic. It's a five. I'll be a dick. I'll give it a four and a half. <laughs> and it's, and it's because I wasn't there and I'm very jealous of uh, you guys being there and experiencing that and feeling it. And Jim, you know, you, you, you got me to teeter this close to uh, giving it a five there when you said this is pro wrestling and told me, you're so right, man. And, uh, I'm still going to stick with my four and a half. Cause I'm just super jealous.
3: <laughs> what else can you say about this uh, i mean i'm also jealous i wasn't there i was super broke and i wish i had money enough to, to go
2: <laughs> nick was there he was super broke he bought a hot dog that didn't even have a bun <laughs> just surviving man i know Living. man there, there's photo evidence i wore a slap yeah. nuts t-shirt there i was pretty broke <laughs> but but continue I, I apologize. yeah
3: because i didn't go i'm gonna give it a four Plus one. I'm going to give it a five. Oh, <laughs> man. All right.
0: Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. Well played.
3: Mikey, work rate got me
1: right there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm the low man on the total poll this week. Oh, with a 4.5. Oh, man. 4.5. <laughs> this one was really fun uh,
0: to conclude our road to WrestleMania. Uh, I'm really excited to see what comes next and what we're going to put up there. So, you know, you guys can head over to the poll. On my Instagram story and pick our homework for episode 12. Hey guys, Chick-Foley here. If you like what you're hearing on this Pod Foundation production, you should check out my podcast, The Chick-Foley Show, where each week myself, the heel husband, and the MVP bring you the fans' perspective on all the action inside and outside of the squared circle. We keep you up to date on the latest in wrestling figure news, give you retro wrestling recommendations, and just have fun talking about all aspects of professional wrestling. The Chick-Foley Show drops every Friday morning and is available wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Welcome back, you jabronis. It's time for your weekly extra credit where we bring you the extra cooler top three stories from the week that was in pro wrestling. But this week it's different. It's mania week. So I need to know, are you ready? I said, are you ready for 10 straight days of wrestling content? Oh my goodness. We're in the heart of it. This is coming out on a Thursday. We've already had a night of takeover. We've already had raw some hall of fame and we're, we're, we, we still have six days to go in lieu of a true XC top three this week. uh, I asked the guys to give me a match that they were most excited from the mania weekend. Jim, why don't you kick us off? Which match are you looking forward to most this weekend? All
2: right. Thank you. What a great introduction. So, I'm gonna be honest here. I almost picked Riddle versus Sheamus, but I know. But I don't laugh. But I know the guys would have kicked me off the podcast because because the because the argument would have been centered around the fact that Sheamus is the most underappreciated wrestler of his generation, but I'm a coward. So I'm not going to pick that match. And I'll let that, <laughs> I'll
0: let, I'll let that <laughs> marinate.
2: <laughs> I'll let that marinate over there. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to let that simmer. So I'm going to, I'm going to choose Rollins and Cesaro to a lesser extent. It's the Owens and Zayn match. They're similar. But Rollins and Cesaro gets me in the soft spot when it comes to WrestleMania. So I've always loved like these singles matches at WrestleMania that are for nothing but pride, right? Like they're usually earlier in the card. There's there's a good history of them and they often steal the show or come close to doing it, right? It's not the main event. Um, there's no title, There's no stipulation in the match, like, you know, no holds barred, no disqualification, any of that. It's just a wrestling match. And it's also, you know, it's not like the match we just talked about Hogan versus Rock, which is a pseudo main event anyway. And, and just to continue this, it's a non-Undertaker match, non-Shane <laughs> McMahon match, right? Just, it's just a singles match. Kind of think of these matches as like prove something matches, right? And they almost always include two wrestlers, not just one who can just go. Um, they're smaller matches, smaller spotlight, usually early in the card, like I said. So I'm thinking in the past, like you had Rollins or Orrin back at 31, I believe it was. Uh, Michael's, yep. Michael's angle at 21, Christian Jericho at 20, you keep going Jericho, Michael's 19, go back even further, right? Angle Benoit at X seven, Brett Owen at 10. And of course you have to mention, um, Owen Hart and Skinner at WrestleMania eight, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, this is, I love these kind of matches. And I was reading an article on Bleacher Report, uh, today where it's talking about, it's kind of a make or break match for Cesar, right? He's 40, this guy. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, if he you know, like if he goes over here, maybe they're gonna do something with him on SmackDown. If not,
0: yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know, man. I, if- I've said this so many times. I love the guy. I think he's awesome. I think he's great in ring. We all know that. But I just I don't what can you do with him? I just don't I don't see it. I don't I'm sorry. I I, I love the guy. I think he's amazing in ring. Mm-hmm. I just don't see what you could do with him. And I hope they surprise us and figure something out.
3: I know what you're saying I love Cesaro. I, I would love for him to be champion someday, somehow. But I don't know. What, what are you going to do with him? There's, there's Reigns, Daniel Bryan, there's uh, Edge all uh, on SmackDown. And you don't really even want Roman Reigns to like lose the title. And then Cesaro, while he's awesome at like everything he does, just where does he fit?
0: No I thought Jim I thought you picked this match actually because your uh, your fashion sense matches the suits that Seth Rollins has been wearing every Friday Ooh. night uh, <laughs> especially this past week with the little like tie dye uh, if- get up <laughs> you- You know, I
2: I haven't gone to a wedding and like I'm off the wedding circuit, right? Like we're almost 40, we don't go to weddings as much anymore. But if someone invited me to a wedding, I guarantee you I'd wear this like sick suit with like a turtleneck, like that kind of thing. Like I would go, I would go full Rollins to a wedding.
3: Never go full Rollins. No, I'm going full Rollins. But
2: this is the match. I'm telling you guys, it's gonna steal the show. Um, I hope so. Regardless of the. Regardless of the outcome, these guys are going to go. They're going to put on something.
0: I hope so, because Rollins is my, my favorite, and he's been since the Shield days. So,
1: Do you think that this could potentially open up Saturday? Like this match here? I think it could. I hope it doesn't. Is it, is it big enough? I, I, I don't know. Like I feel like coming back with fans in the crowd, there needs to be something huge to kick it off. And Rollins' music may be that. But I don't know. I'm like, I almost tend to put yeah. my stamp on it. No, I don't
0: think you could do that because because if that's going to happen, you might get a pop out of the crowd for mm. Rollins' music, and there. I don't know. I'm I might be overthinking it, but no, no, but no. I don't. I think right. you want Rollins to be the heel.
2: I think yeah. there's several title matches that day on Saturday, right? And like you're going to need this match to break up the title matches. And I bet you you're going to see a title match open the card,
0: whether it's maybe the New Day. Um, no, you know what's going to open? I bet you it's going to be that uh, that women's tag team turmoil match.
2: Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah.
0: I could see that opening Saturday.
2: That's interesting. I, that's what I love about going into WrestleMania when you have no idea what that first match is going to be and then you hear the music and there you go.
0: Yeah, I just wish uh, Braun versus Shane was on like Friday night so I didn't I, have I, to watch I, it. <laughs> yeah.
2: I wish it was taking place on Pluto.
3: Pluto TV or the planet (laughs) either one
1: would be a upgrade. (laughs) So here's my call for opening match. It's going to be drew McIntyre's music hitting. And that's my perfect segue to lead into what is my most looking forward to match with Sasha against Bianca, which is going to be my call for the main event, the last match of the night on Saturday night. You know, I, I, I was hesitant here to, to really pull the trigger on this one. The build has not been anything that's exciting, and it's been really wonky back and forth and tag matches and all the classic crap that they pull. But at the end of the day, the ability of these two women in a historic main event style WrestleMania match, I think this could potentially not only be the headlining match of Saturday night, but also can steal the entire weekend. So, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think that Sasha has been playing up the heel role and the really cheesy, um, you know, ways that Sasha, Sasha talks on the microphone and it's just building and building and everything that's happened since January with Bianca and it's all going to come to a head. And we're going to see a new women's champion on Saturday night. Oh man. I think oh, so you, you have I, your I, prediction baked right yeah. now. Oh, totally. I, okay.
0: I think this match and the one that you mentioned with Drew and Lashley are going to be very telling because if those titles change hands, you won't see Ro- Roman lose that title on Sunday because that would be a lot. But let's say one of those retains that leaves the door for for a title change on sunday night so i think that's pretty interesting uh, i too am hoping that sasha and bianca close saturday's show
2: i love yeah, i love the heel work too from sasha i love the the full body suit she's wearing in the show. <laughs> so good she's she's the boss
1: All right. So that wraps up our Saturday preview. I'm going to hand it off to Mike here who picked a match from Sunday. So Mike, what you got, what are you looking most forward to
3: Sunday? Bloody Sunday. I picked Randy Orton versus the fiend because really this has pretty much been the best build and the coolest like storyline in, in wrestling for a while. I do believe this, this, current feud with them has began in I think November of last year but in reality this goes all the way back to when Orton was feuding with CM Punk and the new Nexus and he punted Husky Harris who is Bray uh, Bray Wyatt you know uh, Bray actually tweeted that not too long ago like a week or two ago Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that right yeah CM Punk kind of tweeted with that too tweeted at those guys like randy (laughs) randall 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 Right. right called him randall um and then they had their uh their feud they faced at uh, Orton ber- burned uh, Sister Abigail in that house. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were a tag had, team champions. They were tag team champions. Uh, he won the Royal Rumble that year. And then uh, you kind of knew like the writing was on the wall. They were going to face at WrestleMania. Do you guys um,
0: think that this match is going to be? I think everybody expects this match to be super cinematic, like the Cena match last year. And I feel like I feel question, like we yeah. expect it to be like that. And I don't think it's going to be like that. Do you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, it would work, but it doesn't seem like a WWE thing to, to completely rip off of what they did the previous year.
1: I disagree. And there's one reason for it is that I think it was Alexa and I'm going to paraphrase. I don't have it prepared or, or written down or anything, but she said to Randy, you're going to come face to face with everything that you've done. And with Mike r- recanting everything from the beginning, till now it almost like lays. oh it, it out totally again. makes sense yeah it totally makes sense it totally lays it out it, it may not be completely cinematic and you know i'm just hoping that we don't get the maggots on the ring apron yeah, right no, as, as long as that like doesn't that.
3: happen like i think like everybody's wondering like what what's next in this story you know but like, it, what what can happen next Let's hope it's
1: the conclusion cuz it's yeah. you know it's been this long-term storytelling that you know you you just outlined there that I didn't even realize went all the way back to Husky Harris. So um really really cool. I mean actually I'm this is uh, sure.
3: this is the only match at WrestleMania that's the feud has started before the Royal Rumble. Wow. You're right.
1: Hmm. That's a good little nugget right there. Yeah. Yeah, most of them happened 2 weeks
0: ago. <laughs> oh god.
1: Well, Kevin Owens faces Sami Zayn. Yeah, that one started last week too for whatever reason, but uh, well, this, you're right. This that, version that one, of it, right? That one can, can go back a long time with some guy that, you know, Sami Zayn has never met in El Generico. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Nick, take us home. I think we all know what it's going to be, but hit us yeah. with it. Yeah,
0: I mean, I've been talking about this match for weeks now, for months now, since before the Royal Rumble, I said that I wanted Edge to win the Royal Rumble, go on to WrestleMania to face Roman Reigns, and for Roman Reigns to go over. Um, then WWE decided they're going to throw me a little curveball and work Daniel Bryan into this match. Uh, last week in our extra credit, I mentioned also how all three of these guys have have been through some pretty significant stuff in their career and their personal lives, um, and battle back. <sighs> I, I look at this match and I'm looking forward to it because I have no clue who I want to win. I have no clue who I expect to win. Um, and and that's the beauty of wrestling. When you go into a wrestling match and you, you watch the guys come down and you have absolutely no clue who's going to win. And I think that's what we have in front of us. Uh, I really still hold true that I still want Roman to go over um, because his heel work is, is perfect. And we've all wanted this for so long. Uh, why not keep it going? Um, I love edge, but come on edge seems like the, the classic worker who is totally willing to put over anybody. Um, especially if it's for the best of the business.
3: I agree. And, uh, yeah i think daniel bryan is going to eat the pin from either roman or uh edge but i think yeah it's it makes most sense for roman to keep going keep the train you know
0: i and part of me actually thinks that edge might eat the pin Uh, um one because he's he's older and he wants to kind of feel like he's passing the torch to roman and i could see him him eating the pin so that that would allow him to then move on to a new feud because if Edge doesn't eat the, eat the pin then we have a reason for this feud to continue yeah
2: what do you guys put the odds at in this match I almost feel like it's 33
0: 33
2: 33
0: yeah like, like each oh, one. 100% right like no. Does,
2: is there anyone with a slight edge is there a slight edge no pun intended
0: <laughs> I don't know maybe Roman
2: yeah maybe slight edge like Roman's got very the, slight uh, it's like 34 33 33 yeah right?
0: But uh, like I said, I think Edge eats the pin and moves on to go with someone else. You know, his only other match with someone besides a guy like Randy is Jay Uso. And um, he talks about that on Ryan Satin's podcast that just started It's his first interview with Edge. And uh, I, I don't know, the more I'm thinking about this, the more I see Edge eating the pin and moving on to a new feud with someone else. Um, whether it's just a feud with Daniel Bryan or, or I don't know, but I'm interested, man. And that's why I, I'm really looking forward to this match because it's had the build. Maybe not just the two of them, but it's it's been a long time with Edge. The return last year at the Royal Rumble, the return this year, the win. I'm looking forward to it. And like we said last week, every single match on this card, what are we at? Like 14 matches total between the two nights? Yes. Yeah, four, 14 matches. So 13 out of 14 matches I'm actually looking forward to.
2: Yeah, I um, think it's a pretty compelling card. Uh lack of buildup aside which we talked yeah. about endlessly on here but whatever. They put together he, dec- a decent Right, even awesome like like card. there
0: you could literally go I could go through and list every single match and tell you why I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I'm not going to bore the listeners with that, but there, there's a you, lot of good
2: matches. You want you want to watch the Sheamus card. I know you do. You know, Sheamus I actually,
0: like you said, Seamus, I've actually been the guy who's agreed with that and said that Seamus is, he's really good. He's awesome. His gimmicks suck. They <laughs> suck. I love him in the bar. I love him in the bar, but his gimmicks are, are garbage. And, uh, I don't know who this Reginald guy is. Um, but, <laughs> but I'm even into the what's going on with the women's tag team turmoil. stuff. Mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. It's going to be quick. It's going to be filler, but it'll be fun. We all hear the rumors about Charlotte, why she's been left off the card. But Bailey, why? Why is Bailey not on the WrestleMania card somewhere? I mean, geez, you could have thrown her together in the tag team turmoil match with someone.
1: So, before we go that far and we start talking about it, how about this for a question? What do you think is the most egregious omission from Mania Week? So, you're starting to talk. Charlotte and Bailey already. Those are two major omissions for me. But what do you guys think could could be the biggest missing piece from this week? Well, actually,
0: before anybody answers that question, did you know, going off my did you knows, did you know that this is the first WrestleMania since WrestleMania 4 that we have not had a match featuring either Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, or Triple H?
1: WrestleMania 4. Yes. Whoa!
0: <laughs> right? How <laughs> that about that? Where would you get that factoid from? <laughs> wow!
2: Because the rockers are right? five. The rockers are five, yeah. six, and seven. Wow! Uh, yeah. Then wow.
0: Undertaker stretch, wow. and then Triple H's. And even though Triple H wasn't in it last year, Undertaker was in it last year. That so is. pretty, pretty wild. That is sorry to, to, super
2: wild. That's like <laughs> that's like how the AFC references was always Roethlisberger, Manning or Brady, like <laughs> right going right. for years. That's in that's interesting. Wow. Right. So I, I think that's like, four. That's 1986? Yeah. No, I'm sorry,
0: 1988, I believe. It's crazy, right? Yeah. That's a long time. <laughs> that's what, 33 years. Ooh.
1: Incredible. Wild. wild extra cooler coming with the stats huh
0: yeah so when you think about it like Did people that know? are, are <laughs> people <laughs> that are left off the card that i wish were here you know you've got guys like john cena i don't think we need him we certainly don't need undertaker after the uh the the boneyard match followed by the last ride um and the name that stands out i'm such a fan of him and it's brock Lesnar. Uh, I think if, you know, Daniel Bryan worked his way into uh, a triple threat main event, it would have been good to see Brock work his way into that. Drew, Lashley, especially if Drew doesn't end up winning that title.
2: Mm. That would have (laughs) have been a triple threat. They kind of been
3: teasing, teasing Lashley and uh, Brock. Right. A little bit. Matt's got a list
0: of names uh, in front of us. And, and, they're all really, really talented names. Keith Lee, Alistair Black. We all want to see these guys on the card, obviously. But they don't have the kind of impact. They haven't done anything recently or historically that would have the kind of impact that Brock Lesnar would, or a Charlotte, for that matter. But
1: yeah, Brock, Brock's right. my name. All right, so let's let's flip it a little bit. If if you're going Brock. <laughs> Tell me the superstar you'd like to see return. So we we talk about Raw after WrestleMania and having big surprises and things. Which would you label as one that you'd like to see come back this weekend or this Monday, whatever the case may be?
0: Does anybody have one? Because I have one or two, and I can give you a reason why. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. So, So I'd love to... I'd love to see Keith Lee return because the guy needs a push and he needs to be there. Um, I don't know where he's been I, I, you know, you hear the rumors, but, but for me, this goes back a few weeks on our podcast and what I want to see goes off of my match that I picked. I want to see Roman win and I'd be totally cool with seeing the rock return and set up a match between rock Roman at next year's WrestleMania And like I said months ago, I want to see Roman go over on the rock if the rock returns. I don't need to see the rock return, but if the rock were to return, I want to see Roman go over on the rock.
2: Well, that makes my, I was going to say like Jimmy Uso, but the rock, (laughs) that storytelling is clearly superior, but I would love to see Imagine both Uso brothers back. Right. In, oh, in, totally. And in running interference in the match. And yes, you get the whole family, get the whole table involved. You know what I mean? Like, and wherever The Rock sits at the table, I don't know where he is on top of the table, but like that is, that's the booking that I think, I don't know if anything, you know, doesn't pale in comparison to that because that's, phew, that would be money in the
0: bank. Yeah. And I think we're all ready for like someone like, You know, going back to the women, we're all ready for someone like Becky Lynch to return, but uh, she's a new mom. You know, we're all parents, and uh, I wouldn't want my wife to rush back to work that soon.
2: No. (laughs) Get to stay on your leave, you know, like, yeah, take your time. Enjoy. Okay. Enjoy it.
1: Exactly. All right. So, one last thing that I feel like we have to talk about coming off of a returning superstar. Earlier this week, we had, on April 2nd, I'm thankful that they didn't do it on April 1st, they announced that Chris Jericho will be coming to the Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin directly after WrestleMania Sunday. And man, did that shake me, thinking of this proverbial forbidden door being cracked open with uh, a competing company and a competing superstar, if you will, coming in. And uh, having some programming on, on WWE TV, and ultimately on Peacock. So we're just coming out of WrestleMania 18, where Triple H and Jericho, you know, I'll use my air quotes of headlined the show. Obviously, didn't steal the show, like we had just talked about. But I'm really excited for it. I think that it's going to be interesting. I think this is something big enough where I may actually watch directly after a Sunday night. I can't believe you didn't pick this as the match you're most looking
2: forward to. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, like, but it is it is thrilling. Like, I mean, this is it's as compelling as anything on the card.
0: It's it's perfect. Uh anybody that has been watching the network or myself personally, network or peacock, the things I most look look forward to besides the pay-per-views are these Stone Cold interviews or the icon series. Um, mm-hmm. or or last spring with the last ride. But but these interviews are always great. He doesn't hold back. There's always great stories. I'm a sucker for backstage stuff um, and behind the scenes little tidbits. So uh, this is going to be awesome. I know I'm going to be exhausted by the end of of Sunday, so I will definitely be saving it for Monday morning. But I'm I'm excited. This is perfect, and uh, it's it's a genius move by everybody
1: involved. Yeah, really surprising that it's happening, and uh, super excited to see how. How crazy off the rails it gets and if they really attack the AEW side and if we or if they just dance around it. So, oh, man, I think I think that's going to do it for us this this week, guys. So we made it. It's another mania week. We're halfway through. We, well, hopefully you're listening to this. So push on through complete the uh, 10 day cycle <laughs> here and uh, enjoy WrestleMania, everyone.
0: Yeah, don't forget to follow us and check out the Pod Foundation on social media at Pod Foundation, and be sure to follow us on Instagram, at ExtraCooler and on Twitter at ExtraCooler Show. Uh, don't forget we've got different shirts so far in our Pro Wrestling Tees shop, Prowrestlingtees.com, extracooler show. And like I keep saying, if you grab a shirt, send me a screenshot, I'll send you some artwork, your choice. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, rate, review, and tell all your friends about The Extra Cooler Show, available wherever you get your podcasts. See you in two weeks, humanoids. Cheers, fellas. Later.
3: You get out of here, you sick freak! Extra Cooler.